It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word daily, the first Ashes daily of the season. We've wow. been building up to this for a while. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins, Ooh. the show presented to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra. Less, less ordinary. Less ordinary. Well, it's not going to be very ordinary. We're standing in the Hollies stand at the moment. If you're watching the video, you might have picked this out. It's going to be very different to this tomorrow. 24 Adam. hours from now, standing where we are right now, we would have a beer snake being yep. cast over the top. There'd be football fans having their one day of cricket of the year, yep. abusing the two Australian cricketers they know. Yep. Um, that'll all be happening. 24 hours from now oh, at Birmingham. They it, love it here. It's they, they, going to be a, a, a seething, fetid <laughs> mess. It's going to be like, you know that scene in Indiana Jones where he opens up the floor and it's all just snakes down there? It's yeah. going to be like that, but yeah. people just just lick it up. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. And yet, weirdly enough, when you come down here, the, the, the times that I've walked down here, people are quite nice to me. Like, they realise I'm Australian, but then they're generally quite hospitable. It's just this strange kind of uh, I had know, the contradiction. experience here in 2018 when they were abusing a bunch of Indian guys uh, and had to be taken from the ground. So, you know, okay. it happens. Yeah. Both ways, I suppose, you can't, you can't typecast an entire big, beautiful grandstand. No, no. Well, a, 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 is it a terrace? Is it a stand? I don't know. It's named it's after Eric Hollies, who yeah. got Bradman out for a duck. The League Spinners Union sticking together, <laughs> one for Clary Grimmett that was. Now, what do we make of it? The Australians still haven't given us a team. Uh, maybe we'll get into that first, what's sure. going on there. What are they hiding? What are they hiding? It, it makes me think Hazelwood rather than Boland because I think why would they be holding off telling us, if like why would they be wanting to deny England a bit of preparation time if it was going to be the same team? But then maybe I'm overthinking it. I think maybe it's Hazelwood over Stark. I don't know why I think that. 
I haven't. I can't give you a. It's vibes from me today. It's uh, all vibes. It's, it's going to be a yeah, summer of vibes. It will be because Pat. I think the intention was to give a team, but they didn't, weren't quite ready. They were considering a couple of things this morning. Mm. The, the message we got without having some conversations this morning. I was haven't told the squad was the line. They haven't. Yeah. Haven't informed. The yeah, squad. They, they've just made the call on. They have made their decision, by the way. But as Pat was walking in. Um, he said that the team hadn't been told as yet and they wanted to go through that process. And based on that, they may as well wait for the toss, fair enough. But I saw Andrew McDonald out there um, looking at the pitch for a farewell before. And mm. it is sort of, it, it's not the sort of pitch you would normally expect the day before a test in England in that it looks like it could have been played on a couple of days ago. So if the Stokes McCullum uh, edict was to have flat, hard, sort of almost dusty tracks, that's what yeah. they're going to get. I still think it all leads towards them wanting to bat forth. But why not play a little um, bit slower if that's the case? Like the, do, the, yeah. from the from the early stuff I saw of it, it looks kind of brown and chewed up almost. Like, well, go back to twenty fifteen. Like it's gonna fly through like a Trent no. Bridge pitch. Well this is it. You go back to you were here in twenty fifteen, Jeff. Uh, when Australia on morning one got caught on, I wouldn't say a green one, but it was a track that did loads early on. I don't I don't anticipate that's what it'll do tomorrow. It's or it's Took a photo, but it doesn't look green anymore. It might have looked no. green earlier today. This, no, I mean the is, 2015 one. Oh, sorry, right. This is not green at all. So, no, no, this is the opposite. Um, yeah, so I don't think Australia are going to play a second spinner or anything like that. But if this wasn't the first Ashes Test match, if this yep. was a, a run-of-the-mill test uh, and we were, say, two Test matches in, and yeah, there might be a conversation about whether there might be merit in having a, a second spinner, given that Cameron Green's a third seamer, but you know, that, that won't happen. But control will be perhaps more important because... Uh, there won't be a lot of... It won't be a forgiving surface, I don't think. Um, yeah, that, that's my only thoughts on that. So maybe on that basis alone, they, they could opt for Hazelwood, who's always going to be uh, a more frugal bowler than Stark based on the way they, they go about it. Sure, but I, I suppose if you if you don't have as much to work with out of the surface, then that extra pace off it might be key. And yep. that's where it's interesting that England have gone without Mark Wood. England really have a four doesn't go into three situation that we've gone back and forth with on the show after the, over the last couple of weeks. Everybody who's talked about it hasn't been able to find an answer to it because you have to pick Broad to bowl to Warner. You probably have to pick Anderson while he's fit and ready to go. You yep. probably have to f- pick Robinson for his quality. Sure. And you have to pick Wood because he can't play every test and he's can be a point of difference on a surface that's not giving you much. I mean, Manus Labuschagne won't mind that Mark Wood's not playing. Oh, they're chuffed about it. It's the sense that Brack got at training when the, when the word came through yesterday that England weren't playing. Mark Wood, who enjoyed a lot of success against Australia the last time these teams met, he might be the only player who was in Australia 18 months ago, 515 days ago, that test in Hobart finished, who came away with... Um, Do you work that out? On, like on your fingers ahead of time, uh, or to, yeah, is it a just a little website I, I go to? Okay, a favoured website of mine. There's um, a few, but, but one of them involves time. This would be right up there. Yeah. Um, but no, they they I was using that as a reference point. They had okay. different England feels now, but Wood didn't lower his colours in Australia. He mm. did provide a point of difference. He did took did take key wickets, including I think Labuschagne a couple of times and several times and Smith a couple yeah. of times. So. Um, I get all of that, but I also understand Stokes' argument. He was asked about Broad and Warner at the press conference today, and he thought, well, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's not unrelated. Um, they do want to try and... If, the extent to which there is anything yeah. lingering with Warner and Broad, it makes sense to, to play that straight away. They didn't do that last time around. They were too clever, thinking about Adelaide, pink ball, underlight, etc. Um, when they, they should have done it at, at Brisbane and, yeah. and ha- had a crack at that. As it turned out, Warner made 95 at Brisbane, 94 at Adelaide, and didn't do much thereafter. But uh, he played an important role in two test wins before they got on top of him. Yeah, I mean, 2-0 up by the time he finished making big runs yeah. for that series. So you've you more or less done your job as an opener exactly, by that point. Exactly. You've, you've, you're entitled often, to kick back. Often missed in the Warner story is that he yeah. played two really important gutsy innings oh. um, to start off before things started to trend down. A lot of them are. Like if, depending how you want to look at it, you know, if, if you want to be a backer or be a detractor, it, it's very 
easy to, to do either. But, I mean, even, you know, 43 in the first innings of the World Test Championship, that'll be completely glossed over by people who think he's no good. <laughs> but he got through two hours that were really difficult and helped set up the game so that Travis Head can come in and do what he does. So there are two sides to the coin, right? You've, yeah. got, you've got to acknowledge the benefit of, like, your job as an opener isn't, if you don't make 150 runs, you failed. Your job as an opener is not always to Especially do that. Especially in England, um, where, where the... Uh, Comparative averages are lower mm. here against the new ball. Certainly have been since 2018. I think that's when things start to change quite a bit in this country. So that's one to watch through the week, of course. He won't have a lot of leeway, Warner, and he will be facing Broad and Anderson. Um, I agree with you. Anderson's fit. He's been um, prepared and sort of like uh, it's like a horse racing, a horse being ready, prepped to go for a major race. You know, mm-hmm. they've had this date circled on the calendar for James Anderson since he finished bowling in New Zealand four or five months ago. They wanted him ready for Edgbaston on this Friday, mm-hmm. the 16th of June, and, and so it will be. And Robinson's a must-select at the moment. I think he's the guy who um, has the extra height, uh, extra penetration, a bit more pace than he had the last time these sides met, a bit more svelte, a bit more muscle through as well. Um, so he'll be a handful anyway. A couple of things that, that could take place early. Imagine how this place is going to go off if, say, Warner nicks off third over for the day, <laughs> something like that, to broad for naught one 2 whatever it is. Big, yeah. Um, would be extraordinary. Um, the opposite, maybe if, if Anderson's calf goes after four overs, um, well, I mean, this is where it went. Ago, yeah, right? this is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So if, if we if we loop back to that, then um, uh, well, one one would put some noise into the place, and one would take all of it out. I think the probability of Australia batting first and, and England bowling first tomorrow is like in the 90s. I, I yeah. don't see England. I just don't see them batting first. I don't see them changing their approach in the very same way that no. I can't conceive of a scenario where Australia win the toss and bowl here, as they famously did in 2005. This will be a bat first pitch for any side apart yep. from the side that's um, got a blueprint that back themselves chasing to such an extent that mm. they might back themselves to, to do that regardless. So, yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but I, yep. I just feel like the most likely scenario is Anderson Broad against Warner first thing, and that'll be compelling. Do you think... Australia dodged a bullet in the WTC final because they were going to bowl first if they won the toss. Yeah. And after about an hour and 40 minutes, good, um, the sun came out. Bowling, you know, uh, that first session, the pitch yeah. was ever harder to play on in the first two hours. Sure. And then after that, it was, you know, it was a very different thing and it deteriorated quickly. So, I mean, yeah, they could have smashed up India in the first session, but equally that might have, you know, if you're two for 80 at lunch, then you're well ahead. Yeah. The oval can be deceptive, can't it? I, I put a photo up. Um, this time last week, saying the pitch looks the same as every oval pitch looks the day before. Do a lot of cricket there. Had someone in my replies recently saying, well, this pitch doesn't look like that. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're 150 miles from the oval mm. here. You know, it's a bit different venue, different, different preparation and, and all the rest of it. But, yeah, here, um, I don't think it's anywhere near it. Even if you're, even if you're a very uh, bolshy Australian captain, you're not yep. taking the call. Remembering that Ponting did so in 2005 to uh, make the most of the, the psychological damage they inflicted on England at Lord's the week before with back to back test matches it was more about that and less about the surface but right. yeah blank slate here so the way Stokes sets up his games which is all about we want to know what they've got and we want to go and get it sort of ODI style yeah. apply that to test cricket um, we want to know what we're chasing in the fourth innings when the pitch won't be too far deteriorated uh, yeah I mean you're right the toss is almost pointless at this stage it's ceremonial I think it's really important that Australia bat long and the antidote to baseball air quotes is to have a group of England batters who are knackered after being in the field for five sessions. Mm. Smith looks temperamentally perfectly suited to that right now. He has made an adjustment to his tempo in the last, let's call it 12 months. He is batting at a slower strike rate. He wants to absorb 
more balls and, and that's working for him. Whereas in 2019, he scored, scored at a pretty decent clip over here. I don't see that happening. I think the, the job for Australia will be, mm. how do you make England's batters just having gone through the motions of fielding for five sessions a little bit knackered when they try and put the foot down. So I think yep. that'll that'll be part of it. And acknowledging that England have played golf since the Ireland Test match, but no cricket. Australia took a similar appro approach before the World Test Championship final, but did play a Test match last week and have got a few miles in the legs, but only had to bowl for what? All up 170 odd overs in the Test, if that? Not mm. even two days. So um, yeah, their, their prep feels good. I think with Smith, last time around, it was about changes of gear, depending on what he needed to do. Um, the way that he batted through the start of their first innings here was pretty slow. Even when he was batting with Siddle, you know, they put on, what, 80 together and Siddle made yeah. 50 of them and Smith made 30 of them. He was outscoring them at that point. Once Siddle's out, then he suddenly ups mm. the tempo a lot. Um, we saw him bat really slowly through his double hundred at Manchester and then in the second innings for the 80-odd that he makes, he really ups the tempo that sure. time around for the declaration. And a bit like that against India last week, you know, in strike rate in the 30s for most of that innings, got it just above 40 by the end when he attacked a little bit more and then second innings comes out and plays shots and takes them on so it seems like early signs is that he's showing that range he's showing that same approach of coming across to shovel it into the league side um, and if he just does that for two days then England might not be feeling quite so confident about smashing everyone off the top of a length yeah and I think the bit about time is it's not really about going out and making you know remember England's game plan is to bat at five or six and over and they know they'll lose wickets in the pursuit of that objective um, but they've taken the game so far forward that the probability is their fourth innings chase is on day three or day four. So the pitch hasn't deteriorated yeah. to the same extent. Lyon bowled the house down here on the final day in 2019, took six for 47, if I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was brilliant, you know, um, and Pat made a good point at the press conference. Lyon wasn't turning it off the rough. He was turning it at the middle of the pitch, um, the pretty part, and attacking yeah. England's left-handers on that day. Yeah. Um, so, Whereas um, the big part of Stokes at Headingley is that that run chase is on day four, not on day five. Well, and that's right. So if England can set it up that they're batting fourth on day three or, or into day four, well, they get what they want. If Australia can make that harder by batting first and batting well into day two, it just increases the, the probability of England having to face line on the fifth day. So that, that'll be a factor as well. Let us come to the final word, Hall of Fame. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
the Hall of Fame is when we pick something out of the day that we think is the most final word moment. Uh, Westfield are bringing it to you. They want us to remind you that it's Father's Day this weekend in the UK. Is One it? of two. I don't know. See, this is the thing I have to ask you because A, you're a father and B, you're probably a bit more um, diligent as a son than I am in, in, in some aspects. But um, I've, I've, I've never known when Mother's Day or Father's Day. Both my parents were like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just a bunch of bullshit to try to sell things. Yeah. Um, but... That can be an important uh, part of the arrangement. It can. I get theoretically, I get two um, because of there being different dates. September in Australia, I think, mm -hmm. and, and June over here. Um, I had to say. Yeah, it did seem to, early in the year. I had to say goodbye to my girls this morning when coming to Birmingham, acknowledging the probability of me getting home for Father's Day is next to zero because mm. it won't be a three-day test or two-day test. Um, so that's a bit of a thing, bit of a raw, raw topic. But um, if you are in the UK this week, you can go to Westfield where you've got more than 600 places to buy the perfect gift for your dad or take them out. Now, we were in Sixers the other day at Westfield, London. That's a great day out. Putt Shack, City Bouldering. And the nice one here, the Keep Puppy Happy Offer. Now, this is at La Iguanas. They throw in a free Corona as part of their Keep Puppy Keep puppy happy so la iguanas uh, get down to there uh, at london westfield uh, westfield stratford city i should say mm -hmm. options everywhere um and we'll talk more about those options in the in the days to come with father's day ahead because we're all about what you can do at westfield stratford city westfield london mm -hmm. more extra less ordinary yeah go. all right now hall of fame i think i think i'm just going to nominate the general good feeling around so we're just going to get blasted out by the, the PA of fame by the PA guy yeah we're nearly done it's okay we'll, we'll, we'll work through this right but the fact that in the lead up to just about every well every Ashes I can remember there's always been a bunch of really feral stuff going on press wise now I don't know maybe I'm missing it because I'm not back home maybe they are doing it back home but there's there's been a little bit but there's been much much less than usual I think the usual suspects who, who deal in clickbait one website in particular two I can think of actually one I've highlighted on the show one I'd rather not talk about will go as hard as they can on the clickbait pieces as the cricket starts but Pat was asked about it by an English journal right off the top today you know it's the ashes where's the niggle where's the sledging and Pat's like, oh yeah, we're all yeah, kind of... Who do you think sucks? Yeah, Pat's like, we're all kind of mates, like, not really a thing anymore, yeah. as it might have been years ago. You know, I, I can't really give you a confected answer. And maybe some people might um, hear that and think, oh, Pat Cummins, Gone aren't soft. they a bunch of woke cucks or whatever? But how about, like, they still... I mean, Pat said, Tim Payne, to be fair, said when he became captain that they wasted far too much energy when he first returned to the Aussie team in 1718 on trying to talk England out of test wins and and that they 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 wasted um, they, they weren't able to conserve energy on that point I, I reckon right. they it's not just a Tim Payne thing although Payne sure. didn't always live up to that himself yep. I reckon they're all on board with that now they, they just don't care about it anymore and, and, and it's emotional energy as well it's like um, people always talk about the conflicts that it g's you up and gets you into the contest but it also drains you later so maybe it does charge you up anyone who's played any kind of strategy computer games or whatever will know that there are things you can do like adrenal boosters or whatever that will like enhance your unit stats for a period of time and then uh, cause them to be detracted from later this is you can't over deliver without having a cost. Everything has a cost. It's like having a scrap with someone on Twitter. Yeah. Someone says something ridiculous and you bite back as from time to time, yes, I am known to do before blocking. You've never um, done that. You've uh, never done that. Uh, never and that and it feels good at the time when you hit reply. It feels like the right thing to do to set the record straight and have mm -hmm. a little clip on the way through. But you realise 10 minutes later, you've just made your night an awful lot worse. Yeah. Short-term gain. It's tiring, you know. Exhaustion it's after It's tiring. If you, if, you, if you look at, say, you know, a, a cricketer is Gandalf, there's only so many spells you 
you can cast in a day. <laughs> then you've got to go and go and replenish your reservoir of magic. You know, much better just to stay stern. You shall not pass. That yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and look, I think Jimmy will go at the Australians. By the way, I don't think of Anderson. If, if England bowl first tomorrow, yeah. Anderson will be running through doing what he's always done for 20 years. But I mean, he's almost a little bit different. He's from the older school. Yeah. I mean. He went to school probably in the 1970s, yeah. right? And he'll he, probably get a break, second test, to, to cool off and yeah, recharge. Yeah, but, but he, yeah, he, I, I wouldn't view him in quite the same way. And as he said himself in the paper this week, he's made a, made a point of not becoming friends with the Australians because yep. he never played franchise cricket. Uh-huh. That all kind of makes sense when you yeah. think about it. Like okay. he's, he's from the sort of almost the pre-T20 era. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite, but you know what I'm sure. trying to say. But if you go back another couple of decades before that, everyone played county cricket together and they, they were all friends from that mm. and that mm. didn't stop them <laughs> teeing off at each other on the field. I I think it's better though, yeah. Like yeah. what you're describing at the start of your point is right. That um, you know we will be able to focus on hopefully a compelling series, the most anticipated since 2005. I was over here for day one of 2005, and it's the most enjoyable day of Test cricket I've ever had at Lords. Um, let's hope for anything close to it tomorrow. If it's a scratch on that mm-hmm. over the next seven weeks, it cannot live up to 2005 yep. standards. That was the unicorn. It can never happen like that again with each test playing out the way that it did. But yep. we can still have a great series. Well, this is my other suggestion for a Hall of Fame. If it sucks, if tomorrow's like a real grind, they go at two and over, nothing much happens, that's going to be hilarious because of all the build-up. Sure. Like, so it's still going to be great. Even if it's a boring day's cricket, it's still going to be a great day's cricket because it was a boring day's cricket. You can't lose tomorrow. Can't we wait. can't lose. We're here for Westfield, more extra, less ordinary. We'll be here again tomorrow. We won't be standing in the holly stand. We'll be standing no. uh, on the other side of the uh, rope, uh, hopefully in a yeah. place that's relatively safe. We're going to be making these every single day of the Ashes. If you like the work that Jeff and I do, if you like the myriad podcasts that we make at the moment, there are four different types. You can support all of them at patreon.com forward slash the final word. Become part of our Discord channel. There's a huge meetup happening at Edgbaston on Saturday night. It's not too late to get involved in that. All right. This has been the final word daily. The Ashes daily from Edgbaston. Day zero. GLAC. We'll see you next time. Bye. I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected by the Ryan Fenston. If my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty. Wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go. Oh.